Hey, I'm Jesse. We're finishing up 1 Corinthians. Let's go to chapter 16, verse 15. So verses 13 and 14 were some of these fireworks displays in the grand finale going off, these brilliant bursts of light, life-changing truths. Be alert, stand firm in the faith, be courageous, be strong, do everything in love. Like those four words right there, transformative. I had like a really long-winded devotion yesterday on just those four words. Here's verse 15, brothers and sisters, you know the household of Stephanas. They're the first fruits of Achaia and have devoted themselves to serving the saints. I urge you also to submit to such people and to everyone who works and labors with them. I'm delighted to have Stephanas, Fortunatus, uh, and Achaius present because of these men. They've made up for your absence, for they have refreshed my spirit and yours. Therefore, recognize such people. We've seen the name Stephanus before. He's come up here in the closing verses of, of 1 Corinthians, but he was in chapter one. Uh, what was it? Verse 13? And uh, ver he was one of the first people, he was the only people that Paul baptized. There it is, verse 16. We saw him in chapter one. Remember when they were being all uh, tribalistic about it? Like, I'm team Apollos, I'm team Cephas, I'm team Paul. Oh yeah, well, I'm team Jesus. Well, he prided himself in the fact that he didn't baptize anybody except for like maybe the household of Stephanus. Well, Stephanus was one of the first converts. And then these guys teamed up with Paul and became encouragers for Paul's ministry. So look back to verse 15. Brothers and sisters, you know the household of Stephanus. They're the first fruits of Achaia and have devoted themselves to serving the saints. So cool because he was one of the first guys saved and now he's serving. He was one of the first people reached in this part of Greece and now he's advancing the mission. He was one of those guys that were, at that point, the church of Corinth looked like a dinner party. It was just a few people. You know, it was like the whole church was like one family and Paul. And, you know, there must have been Crispus there as well, the first leader of the synagogue who was saved and a few others. It was just so tiny. And so they were in that church plant phase where the lead pastor, the planting pastor just does like everything. And he hadn't yet built up his team. So guess what? Guess who one of the first team members is? It's Stephanus. So in a, in a short amount of time, we can see Stephanus' story kind of pieced together. This Stephanus guy, you've never met him before, but you know that he... He lived in isolation from the gospel. He heard it from Paul, gave his life to Christ. His family is saved and then baptized. And now they're serving. And they're now key to the advancement of the gospel, which frankly, at this point in history, shapes the trajectory of the region. I mean, the gospel just does that. Any region where the gospel shows up, you're sure to see formal education and business models thriving and uh, a pervasive sense of justice that, that does well. and that tends to make nations prosper. Okay, the gospel does not, is not about prosperity, but it does tend to cause nations to prosper when they build their infrastructure uh, around it. Well, Stephanus has been help, helping shape the, the, the culture by bringing the gospel to people who haven't yet really understood it or heard it. And Paul is saying like, look, this guy was one of the first fruits and now he's serving. So welcome them regard them. Verse 17, I'm delighted to have Stephanus, Fortunatus, and Achaius present because these men have been, have made up for your absence for they have refreshed my spirit and yours. Therefore, recognize such people. Recognize such people. He knows their high character and their gifts for ministry. 
Paul instructed the believers at Corinth to, to recognize them. This is sort of a shout out to Fortunatus and Achaius and Stephanus for their, their incredible contributions in ministry. And so that's, that's worth noting. You consider that, are you the Stephanus of your church? Are you one of those? I've been here since the beginning, man. And if, if you consider Paul is encouraging believers to recognize them, and that's a good thing, uh, but let Paul do that. If you're Stephanus, let Paul call others to recognize you. Don't call everybody to recognize you yourself. It won't work out well for you. You'll get kind of the opposite of what you hope for. Stephanus is not like taking the pen from Paul and giving, his, giving himself a shout out, right? He's not taking a selfie in front of the newly built like phase five, 7,000 seat auditorium for the Corinthian church and be like, I built this. <laughs> he's not, he's, he's not one of those going around but like, I was here when this church was just nothing but a bunch of pagans eating each other. That's what we had for communion, each other. <laughs> like, <laughs> don't, don't throw your weight around as like one of the founding members because you were there from the very beginning. This is my church, it's my blood between the nails that hold the beams together. All right, like, okay, Stephanus, we know, like, you've been here from the beginning, and we appreciate your ministry, okay? We appreciate your ministry, but let Paul do that. Let Paul do that. Um, it's a hard thing. It's a hard thing if you're, if you're in the, the position that's similar to Paul's, the guy who plants the church, kind of where I'm right now, where I try to give out recognition and shout outs across the board, you know, and if you miss somebody, they'll get their feelings hurt, and it's hard. So show some, show some grace, but let Paul do that. You don't do that yourself. You don't, remember we learned yesterday, you do everything in love. Thank you, Stephanus, Fortunatus, and Achaius for your, your contributions. Thank you for your contributions at your church, wherever you're at. If you're part of a church plant, you're part of something really special because you'll see it change. Prepare for that change to take place, okay? Prepare to watch that evolve over time. It's necessary if it's gonna grow. It's perfectly set up to be the size that it is now. That's a universal truth that's true, true across the history of your church. It's perfectly set up to reach the people it's reaching right now. How do I know that? because it's currently reaching the people that it's currently reaching, right? But if it's gonna grow, you're gonna to have to change. Stephanus may have been the guy who hauled the trailer and also led the worship team, and then somehow was able to be present across the lobby and, and do kids ministry. And he also was training students by the fire and like he did all that himself. And he was really good with Canva <laughs> and he did all these things. And then over time, he starts having to give those responsibilities away. Stephanus's responsibility sheet should have gone down with time as he begins to grow and give that responsibility away to others. Uh, I've seen sometimes difficulty when you're one of those original founding members like Stephanus and you have you hold tight some of those first responsibilities. You're not ready to give them away. Sometimes the, the, the critical factor between a church that's gonna grow and isn't is if you're developing other leaders or not. If you're, if you're the Stephanus show and, and you're Fortunatus and, and you're like, I've been running the coffee around here for the church's history. The church is nine months old. Since we were founded, this has been my ministry. Right? Like, okay, Fortunatus, good. Uh, you've stunk at your job the whole time, by the way. <laughs> Whatever, wherever you serve, you gotta be willing to let go of that role and chain, train somebody else up in it. All right, if, if your church is starting another campus somewhere, guess what, you gotta go and start the coffee ministry there. And you gotta go and start the band there, start the student ministry there. You gotta go replicate kind of the DNA of what happened here and contextualize it for that, that, ministry, that, that ministry setting, depending on the leadership of your, your pastor's vision. Whatever the case, you gotta be willing to let go of what you're doing. Thank you for your contributions to the, to the Redemption Church, everybody, by the way, they're real people. I've got my own 
Stephanuses and my own Fortunati and my own uh, uh, Achaic, you know, uh, 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 Achaicus, Achaicai. <laughs> I've got my own plurals of all these and they're everywhere, man. I, I, if I start trying to name people right now, uh, this devotion will go for another hour. So, uh, man, thank you for, for being a part of the Redemption Church. It's really cool. Thank you for being a part of your own church's growth. Whatever, wherever the story, thank you for your ministry. That's kind of what Paul does at this point in the closing, uh, the closing of 1 Corinthians.